Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The coterie remain separated, fighting their own battles. Evangeline salvaged the snake's husk and came across a dying nurse, Stella. She and Val were lost as to where Doris and Everett were. And Everett, about to die and being very, very hungry, decided to feed on one of his captors. Will satisfying the beast be enough to save him when he plummets to the ground? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Everett, you are falling from a helicopter. Um, yeah. Your uh, teeth are sunk deep into Agent Lawrence's throat um, as you you begin to just drain as as much. Uh, of her essence as you can. I feel like this isn't like a, a diabolery situation where you're trying to like swallow her soul. You're literally just real fucking hungry and you got a, you got a juice box for the I road. A, you know, a <laughs> last meal before your execution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> understood. Um, all right. Um, on your sheet there, sir, can you tell me what your Bane potency is? My Bane potency. Um, I might not have that because I've only got the one half of the sheet. That is side. okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, that's all good, that's man. On I'm the other f- side, and I never, I don't. Yeah, have it's it. all good. Um, I'm pretty sure it's two. Um, okay. so that is just oh, fine. That, down. that Bane's, um, Bane's severity is that what it's called? Yes, sorry, severity. Yes, yes, cool. yes. You've you've got the right of it. Um, is this lady not a vampire? Hmm? Is this lady not a vampire? Oh, she is. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 Um. Cool. All right, so uh, you are are plummeting um, as you fall through the sky. Uh, you can see, uh, and I mean, this is, this all happens very fast. I feel like movies have really taught us that you can like fall out of things for a really really long time, and it's just like totally a thing that happens. Uh, it's it's a short ride uh, from helicopter to ground. Um, you can see uh, several other choppers um, flying, kind of uh, not quite in formation, um, but as uh, the one you fell out of 
a burst into flame uh, in spirals um, kind of uh, out of the sky in a, a swirling fireball. Um, but these are all just glimpses of things you get as as you plummet uh, towards the uh, the trees below you. Um, I guess my question is, do you, you you're draining Laurent for as much uh, juice as you can get? Um, do you think there's anything else on your mind? Like, would you try? Uh, God help me. Uh, would you pull an Adam McNamara and try and brace? Um, are you like what is, <laughs> or is it just like here's what's in front of me? This is the end. Every not everything, but a significant amount of what has happened over the past few hours has been the result of like the beast taking the wheel and making. I'm, I'm making bad choices. And Everett was convinced he was going to die. And so he just kind of relaxed and the beast lunged forward and he started to feed. So I don't think he's thinking about much of anything. Um, I would imagine falling, plummeting from a helicopter to the, it's, it's a forest or like woods that were over. Is that right? Yeah, like think low, um, like in sort of the foothills leading up to the, the mountains um, in Alberta, like it gets really foresty kind of the further in you get, but um, you're kind of on the outskirts where um, the forest is just sort of starting. So yeah, uh, sort of think like large pines, um, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, definitely not kind of like big flat terrain, no, uh, definitely no. like a, a forested area um, and already on an incline. Like you guys were, were well into the foothills. Um, so, you know, it's, it's getting uh, greener, and uh, more steep. Um, so which, that's uh, already pretty disorienting. I doubt there's in those kinds of scenarios. What can you like think of? I think he was like, "I'm going to die. I'm so hungry. I can't stand it. I'm getting. I'm getting this before I go." And so he's, right. I think probably if any if any choice is really being made, it's to just relish in these last few moments. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that in mind. Uh, you you fall to earth. Uh, so let's see how this all goes, shall we? Um, I'm going to need uh, from you, please, sir, a... Uh, I think we're going with stamina and uh, survival um, because survival. there's not... Okay. Not much else going on here. This is really just a how how does your body fare as as you plummet? Uh, two fails. That's my total. No successes. Okay. Uh, amazing. So um, you um, you hear a, a sickening snap, um, and you're not sure whether it's you or uh, the tree that you've hit. Um, but you crash uh, full body. Um, you and Laurent uh, kind of in a spinning ball. Uh, into the tops of these trees uh, and you begin to just ricochet off off things. Uh, it's not like a, an action hero jumping out of a thing and needing to survive so they land safely in a tree kind of situation. It's a getting beaten by giant wooden bats that happen to be planted in the earth and providing oxygen to us uh, kind of situation. So um, you're going to take uh, three points of uh, two of your superficial damage will become aggravated. Um, and uh, your one remaining point of of health uh, is going to be superficial, uh, just from the trees and kind of the the general impact. Um, this is all offset. Uh, I've offset the damage here because you're 
you're in one of those weird situations where it's like you're drinking a healing potion while being stabbed. So um, <laughs> I was wondering if also was the ragdoll like, effect has to play a part, right? A hundred percent. And that's part of the reason I wanted to ask about like what, what you were trying to do. Cause I feel like if you tried to brace, this would hurt so much more, <laughs> yeah. but given that you're only focused on feeding, I think it really is like a drunk person in a car crash where it's just like you ragdoll. It's full, like, you know, PS2 ragdoll physics, um, <laughs> seeing a lot of that in Halo lately, which is very sure, funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead serious online game. And everyone's like, "Wee!" Doing a cartwheel through the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, uh, basically, as soon as you hit the trees, uh, you and Laurent are are separated um, because you just fucking plow into them. Uh, and um, she goes spiraling off, bouncing off trees. Uh, yeah. You're also bouncing off trees. And they um, else get separated. Or are we good? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you're you're still crashing through them. Uh, so we're gonna okay. need another uh, check from you, sir. Uh, this time, um, let's go with uh, strength and survival. Um, it's the same. It's two dice. <laughs> I'll make dice. the rules, baby. I just enforce them. One success on that. Great. Um, so um, you continue to crash uh, crash through. Uh, you're in absolute agony. Like I think you've probably blacked out at this point. You're not in torpor, but like you're out. Um, it's daytime too, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting to that. Uh, so you're <laughs> okay. um, uh, again. You continue to hear things snap. Um, you're pretty sure uh, you see your, your arms swing in front of you in a way that arms are not really meant to to swing. Um, you have uh, absolute agony in in your legs, but basically your whole body is just a ball of pain uh, as you you plummet through the trees uh, to the ground. Um, you uh, you hit with a. Uh, I'd like to say like a dramatic, like, you know, you land in some kind of cool pose, um, but <laughs> yeah, it's, Iron it's Man a drop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You black widow it down. Um, but it's, it's, it's more of kind of a spiraling, tumbling mess uh, as, as your, your dislocated and broken limbs uh, flail uh, in front of you. Um, unfortunately you did take your helmet off in order to feed. Um, so as uh, the last of your consciousness slips away, um, you see something that, again, you kind of thought you wouldn't really get to see again, which is uh, as uh, the skin on your face begins to uh, peel and blister, um, you you look at the beautiful sight uh, of the sun, something that, you know, growing up um, down south, you you often saw um, and and uh, thought never to see again. Uh, and uh, as your your body kind of uh, gives up on you, you, you stare at uh, just the rays of, of sun coming through the trees. Uh, it's beautiful. It's painful. Uh, and then you're gone. Uh, meanwhile, um, back at the hospital, uh, Val and Evangeline, um, you have managed to get uh, medical help uh, for Stella. Um, Evangeline, you have the uh, the snake that was used uh, to, to poison her uh, or a, a similar snake, uh, snake as we've mm -hmm. established uh, in a Ziploc. Um, but um, that's as far as we got. Um, mm -hmm. So the alarms are going. Uh, medical professionals are, 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 you know, smashing in um, ER style. Okay. Um, and uh, they immediately grab Stella. And you can tell that, that there's like a real extra layer of panic here because this is very much like it's one of our own. So, um, and from Val, what you saw during your 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 messy, successy rampage uh, through the wall, um, there's a, a sense that I think neither of you have, have necessarily. I mean, Evangeline, I think of the two of you, you would have picked up on it, 
But you're only now really getting a taste of like how fucking scared a lot of the humans in this town are. It's very easy to forget and to just kind of be like, no, 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 everyone's here by choice. Everyone's cool with it. I mean, I've been dealing with my own fear. (laughs) Yeah. So I think Evangeline, then this would, this would be fine for you, but Val for you, just like realizing that particularly as, as the, the law and with the previous sheriff, like it was a lot of like, Hey, yeah, no, we're good. Like, of course, whatever you need. And only now are you really seeing like the panic as they drag Stella up onto the gurney um, or onto the stretcher rather. And, and, uh, like also just the, the the futility of of a lot of these uh kind mortal uh doctors trying to sort out magical bullshit that isn't really thing also this town as we've established is fucking very new so mm-hmm. it's not like they've had years and years and years of experience with the masquerade and everything else to sort this they are literally just like hey you know those things we learned about two months ago that were real shit let's let's deal with that um so as we established Stella's in bad shape um her eyes are are, are fully shot through with red um there's there's foam at her mouth uh, the foam is pink so clearly um there's blood in her lungs um she's in in a hell of a state um they uh they immediately um sort of like uh, start rushing her to um uh, one of the uh, the operating rooms uh, would you follow or are you going to try and investigate the sheriffs disappearance val would not follow val would want to in val's priorities are to investigate what's going on eat something she's angry and hungry mm-hmm. probably try to contact her son and or the police department to find out what's going on all while it is daytime and she's angry and tired <laughs> so there's a lot of things but the the rest of the humans is really the least of her priorities and she's most used to interacting with humans when they are scared and everyone has basically been scared of her so this is not anything new for Val she's just all the humans are scared of me and are that's how it is <laughs> gotcha uh so Evangeline I guess this is really more a question for you because you did uh you did show a lot of concern for for Stella when you, you found her um where do you think you would go um I mean the thing is, I I try I tried I tried to give the doctor the snake, right? And uh, yeah, he just wasn't there yet. Now that he's there, you can give him the snake. You just push the button. They were like, I hand them, I throw the snake at them, and it's like no one's here yet because Val is tying them up in the lobby. Right, but now, right, right. Now there are medical staff on site because uh, Val got over her need okay. to, to uh, <laughs> punch justice. Uh, um, then I then I think it's kind of like. I, I think it's just like it's too much overwhelm with all of like the people's like high emotions for Evangeline. Like she's just not gonna feel it with them at this gotcha. point. It's just it's just too goddamn much in the past twenty four hours. So it, it's literally like takes the snake out of her pocket and like and and honestly, kind of like dead eye, just like hands it to the doctor. Great. Okay. Um, so with that in mind, then Evangeline. Um, if you're kind of throwing in the towel, do you think you would just go find a dark place to like fucking snooze for a bit? Because being awake right now is agony uh, for yeah. for both of you. Like it's, um, you know, it's just a, a normal day dealing with 2021 or 2022. Just an exhausting, yeah. huge, weighty burden. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to do any additional stuff, you're gonna have to roll some pretty hearty dice uh, because being awake right now is. I don't want to do anything right. else. I okay. mean. I want my dog, but I can't go outside right now. Mm-hmm. So um, Evangeline just starts like going down the hall, opening doors until she finds either an empty room 
or like a janitor's closet, just somewhere where she won't be disturbed, where she can just basically sit down and pass out. Yeah, the good news is um, because DeSanti is kindred himself, um, he makes sure that like all the hospitals that uh, DeSanti Corp build are like they're what would normally be a terrible, like badly designed thing where there's like all of the rooms have no windows that are in the interior of the building. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, he uh, he's purpose built it for that. So yes, it's very easy to find um, a room with no windows. Um, I think a way to think about the layout of this hospital is for the mortals that that uh, stay here, the kind of the outer ring of the hospital absolutely has rooms with windows. But there's a big core in the center, which is normally where like the operating room and other things would be that are just like a weird like pod of of rooms without windows. You weren't in one of those before because there were so many of you that they had to just kind of put yeah. you in a recovery room with with windows and blinds. Um, but yeah, you're able to find an individual room to just kind of like shuffle into and uh, ease, ease the door shut. I think like there's something kind of beautifully cinematic and kind of sad about just like shoving the snake into the hand and just like watching you kind of like, like an old man angry at people on his lawn, just like slowly close the door. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it's like, close the door behind me and then just kind of in like one smooth motion, just like drop to my knees, roll onto my side and just lay down. Yeah, it's just a Michael Sarah and Arrested Development. Just <laughs> like that's, exactly, that's exactly what oh it is. God. Amazing. All right, but great. less less funny. Great. Um, more sad. Yeah, more sad. Absolutely. Uh, cool. And then Val, um, in your case, um, would you be yeah, looking think- to... I know you <laughs> yeah. want to grab some food on the way out, but would you likely be doing the same? I think, the yeah, Val would be grabbing food and while eating food, attempt to make a call to the police department to say what's been going on. And then wherever she happens to pass out after that, that's just going to be the place. If it's in the middle of the hallway, fine. This is what we have to do. Okay. Amazing. So, um, yeah, you can, you can update, uh, the police department. Um, mm-hmm. It's still chaos there because they're dealing with the fallout of the town hall massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, they're in a bit of a panic uh, because uh, the town council is missing. No one right. is responding to yeah. anything. Um, they seem to just be gone, uh, mm-hmm. which is not great. Um, but they've locked down the crime scene. Um, they are a little concerned to hear that the sheriff is missing, uh, particularly yeah. in light of everything that just happened. Um, also, uh they inform you that um, there's been an incident at the police station um, in that uh, Val's husband has been there for uh, about a day and refuses to leave. Uh, Evangeline's uh, husband? Sorry, Evangeline's husband, yes. yes I was going to say, what? Val's husband? <laughs> Dropping a fucking grenade into uh, the Val's into the husband is still in the shop. His name is Cherry, and he's dope. That is true. That is actually <laughs> Yeah, we went on that whole little, like, down memory lane adventure just to have it turn around and be like, and then she also has a husband. Uh, and she also has a <laughs> cool lady she was in love with in the 80s. Um, and, yeah, there's there's a whole Not rich this backstory. way, Tom, no. <laughs> Read the tie-in novel. Yeah, can you imagine you just start prescribing relationships? I'm like, yeah, Doris's two kids show up. Um, no! Uh, they are just animals. Uh, yeah. They're obviously just animals. Yeah. Um, kids, and no, Doris's kids would name would be named things like desk and lamp. Um. 
In any case, yes, my apologies. Uh, Evangeline. Uh, Evangeline's husband uh, has been refusing to leave the station um, until he uh, finds out about her whereabouts because, of course, Evangeline has been missing for several days. Um, so uh, he is camped out there. But Val, I don't think you give a single fuck about that. That doesn't seem relevant or important to you. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. And uh, yeah, so I think even if Val talks to people, probably whoever it is trying to tell her things, she just say, Sheriff is missing. Hospital's been attacked. Figure it the fuck out. And then hangs up. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and with that, um, you know, like like back in the good old days of, of uh, you know, uh, raging a bit too hard uh, at a club, uh, you just find a, find a convenient corner to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. slump into, uh, clutching your, your bag of blood. Um, and, uh, yep. you know, you... Uh, you only only briefly uh, think of how, uh, you know, back in the day, Destiny used to make fun of you for doing this uh, regularly. But, uh, you know, uh, that's uh, that part of you is long dead. So uh, clutching your, your bag of blood and your phone, uh, you, uh, you sink down into a corner. Um, meanwhile, uh, someone else is also dealing with a hell of a being awake time. Uh, Doris, uh, you've arrived at, at the Curiosity Shop. Um, with the assistance of Tors Valak, uh, the wig maker uh, to Cleopatra. Um, this was the safe space uh, you could think of in town. Um, Taurus said he wants to get you out of town altogether. Um, that may or may not happen. Kind of depends. Um, but uh, similarly, like, you've been around a long time. Um, so I think you're aware, and having been on the run from the pyramid for so long, you're aware of what being awake right now feels like. This isn't the first time I think you've had to make a, a daring daytime escape no. as evidenced by your convenient hat um, for just such an occasion. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the key here I think is, is to kind of get inside and, and get safe. Um, so how do you, uh, how do you approach the, uh, the shop uh, again? Torres kind of doesn't have much in the van by way of like stuff to help you. Um, but uh, he, he, just sort of turns over the uh, around and says, uh, uh, "Doris, we have arrived uh, here at, at, at your the, the shop you indicated, um, with the peculiarities and such. Uh, how do you want to?" And he kind of like leans forward, and the sun is blindingly bright, like it's a beautiful fucking day, which is terrible for all involved. Um, and he just kind of turns back around, uh, vaguely sheepishly, and says, "Do you, do you require my shirt?" I think my hat will suffice, Tors, but that's very kind of you. Good, well, let it never be said that Tors Valak wouldn't give you the shirt off his back. Okay, let's go. Do people um, say that? I hope so. That just, like, opens the door. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so you're just going to make a run for it. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, Claire, I, uh, I miss, uh, I, I, I misunderstood the rules on this last time. So we're going to do it correctly this time, which is, uh, it's actually a humanity check in order mm. to, uh, to see how, how well you do, uh, against, uh, the sun here. Okay. So, um, yeah, what is, uh, what is your humanity currently at? Uh, eight. Holy shit. Uh, okay. Is that good? I can't remember. I feel like that's a lot of humanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, let's let's roll eight eight bones, uh, and uh, you don't need to include your uh, yeah let's include your hunger on this. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Um, one two three four five six. That's six uh six successes. 
Um, one on a hunger dice. Okay, great. Um, so you are uh, more than capable of doing this. Uh, because this is uh, not a life-threatening situation anymore, you actually had to beat five. You had to get five successes to pull this off. So, like, good work. You scraped by. Um, but uh, moving sluggishly, you again, you pull your hat down um, to, to give yourself some cover, and uh, you uh, you run into, uh, into the shop. Um, the shop is, as always, uh, a bit of a delightful mess. Um, it is, uh, Purchase Peculiarities is a, uh, I mean, I, I feel like you can't run a proper occult store if it isn't just like, you know, filled oh, yeah. to the brim with, with random shit. Um, so, um, you, uh, you rush in, but luckily, you know, um, because you know, uh, Marjorie so well, like, you know, this place pretty well. Um, and uh, you can actually see uh, Marjorie's currently um, uh, having an argument uh, with a customer uh, at, at, at the front desk. Uh, as you come in, uh, she's just saying, no, no, you don't understand. You're, you're using the cards wrong. You have to uh, look at them. And then, uh, you know, why am I even explaining this to you? You, you? you do not deserve these. And then she just like takes, just starts like scooping up tarot cards and just stuffing them in her shirt. Um, and, uh, and she just reaches into the cash and throws like a fistful of coins, uh, and, and bills because Canada, um, at, uh, the customer, uh, and, and says, you do not deserve to uh, know the future. Get out, 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 out. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the 12 year old, uh, with tears in his eyes, uh, just kind of picks up his money and, and, uh, rushes past you. What do you do? Uh, I think she would watch the, the 12 year old go and then she would just kind of uh, she's like still holding on to the brims of her hat. Um, and she would just kind of look at Marjorie and say, uh, you might want to be careful. I lost the sight in this eye from a bad tarot reading. There was a fight. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's too dangerous, too dangerous for just anyone to use. You have to be careful with the cards. You have to think about it. You have to feel the cards. No, I'm just saying... 12-year-olds can be dangerous given the right circumstances. <laughs> yes, that is why you take the cards back. No cards for a 12-year-old. Take the cards back. But right. you say I should not have sold the cards in the first place. No, I'm just saying be careful when you're arguing with them. Oh. Uh, and then she reaches under the counter and pulls out a gun and puts it on the, <laughs> the, the top. She says, yes, yes, yes. This is good. This is good knowledge. Be careful with 12-year-olds. Uh, and she just cocks it and leaves it there and says... Um, and then Sally seems to notice like the the time. Uh, like she she has like three watches. Uh, there's like a an analog watch, like a Fitbit, um, and a uh, like one of those old Timex digital calculator watches. <laughs> um, and they're all set to the same time because uh, of course. Uh, and she looks at all three of them, and then at you, and then at all three of them, and then outside. Um, and she just says, "Wait, wait, Helios is in the sky. Why are you here? Should you not be sleeping?" I would very much like to be sleeping. Unfortunately, there's been men with guns who are trying to help me out. And by help me out, I mean kill me. <laughs> um, at which point, uh, Taurus comes uh, in behind you, um, dingling like the... She's got wind chimes um, as the door uh, the doorbell. Um, and not like a proper doorbell, like literally just like big honk and wind chimes, uh, like someone having a cottage. It means the door never really closes, but like it's it's a whole nightmare. Anyway, so there's like a, a, a cacophony of bullshit uh, as Taurus comes in um, and she just grabs the gun and like drops into one of those weird like double fist aiming stances uh, like uh, Francis McDermott does in Fargo. Um, and uh, she's just like, is this one of the men? No, 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 no. This is a friend, Marjorie. Oh, 
Put the um, device down. And she just like puts the gun down um, and uh, seems to really take in Taurus for the first time. And you see something just kind of flit across her eyes. And immediately she like goes to readjust like the just like tornado of hair um, uh, above her. And uh, she says, oh, good. Oh, good. It would be. Uh, yes, yes. It would be a shame to to shoot such a, a handsome gentleman. Um, and, uh, uh, Torres is so confused. Um, he's got his hands up and it just looks like absolutely terrified. And then he kind of looks, looks to you, uh, Doris for, for some confirmation that this is okay. Yeah. She'll just look at him and say, Torres, are you looking for some crystals? If it means that, uh, the, uh, woman here with the beautiful hair puts down the gun, then I'll buy as many crystals as are needed. Oh, uh, no. No, she can put down the gun. I just wanted to know why you're here. Oh, uh, and he's just like so vexed. Um, and so is uh, Marjorie. And they both just kind of stare at you. But also both of them know you enough to, I think, know that like Doris runs on some wild tangents. And he just says, uh, Doris, I, w- I wanted to make sure that, that you were safe. And then this woman put a gun on me. But I suppose I could buy crystals uh is there somewhere dark you can sleep here oh yes this is my friend marjorie marjorie um and uh he just kind of nods um and uh just straightens his shirt a little bit um again he we established he's dressed like oatmeal so like it still looks very generic but it's slightly nicer generic uh and you realize you're standing kind of stuck in the middle of a meat cute um, but, uh, also, also I don't sleepy. think she would notice that. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, after a moment, Marjorie says, um, oh, yes, yes, we must, uh, find you somewhere to sleep. Yes, somewhere dark, somewhere away from the, the all-seeing eye of Helios. Yes, and if strange men clad all in black, uh, come round, you've never seen me. Ah! And she'll, like, she goes to tap her nose, but she taps her cheek instead. And and Marjorie <laughs> is just nodding and starts doing it like a bad act, acting exercise with you. Um, something you've you've determined about Marjorie is like getting to actually meet World of Darkness people has really been a treat for her. You know, it's very much like a Men in Black scenario where she's like, "I knew aliens were real," um, but it also means she spent years just kind of doing what she thought was cool occult shit. And now that it really exists, she's constantly trying to pick up the mannerisms and the ways of the kindred. So she just starts doing it like very oh, no. confidently with you. Um, I'm a bad person to learn these rules from. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, uh, so she, um, she uh, kind of waves you into the back room. Um, so Marjorie uh, lives above uh, Pritchard's peculiarities, um, but unfortunately, you know, being a, a, a sort of like, you know, cozy downtown uh, kind of small shop, um, the second floor gets a lot of light. So instead, she kind of takes you uh, down into the basement um, where all of her like overstock is. And really, here's where the, uh, the, the, the occult nature of Pritchard's peculiarities falls away a bit because they were just like – big cardboard boxes with things printed on them, like dream catchers that are clearly like imports from China. Um, and like, there's just a bunch of like, it's almost like a hardware shop down there. There's just so many boxes of this stuff. And it's not to say that Marjorie doesn't believe that all of this stuff has power. She just also likes a good deal and understands that buying in bulk can really save her a fortune. Um, but, uh, sure enough, um, she's able to, uh, uh, like she knocks over like a, a, a mass, 
um, bag of like um, like Amazon ordered prayer rugs um, and uh, just like rips it open and like throws a couple down for you um, and says, uh, is there anything uh, I can do to make your stay more comfortable? Do you have any jerky? Jerky. Oh, God, um, that just reminded me of the guy in the attic. Yep. <laughs> I haven't forgotten about him. Oh, um, and uh, she pats herself down um, and she pulls out like an orange that she is only half peeled and has eaten like segments out of um, and she just like looks at that and says uh, oh no but I could get I could get that's okay I was just thinking about replenishing my supplies there's something I have to do once all of this is blown over ah yes yes we've been looking into the spells for you i've been thinking about them a lot i've been reading many tomes many old Have you? tomes yes because you told me about the exploding spell yes the yes. exploding spell yes i've been looking into it i think i think i might have 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 uh some some things for you to read some things for oh, you to oh wonderful learn. what they do what they do with the spell yes 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 with the, with the spell yes no the smell oh the smell when the explosion happens yes Right. Um, and she like looks at her notes and it just has all these notes on, on spells and she just turns the page and takes out like um she has like like a like a fountain pen that has no cap. So like there's just an ink stained pocket she pulls it out of and she just writes smells right. and writes a line under she's clearly gonna do this research again. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh, she just nods and says, Yes, I will look into the smells, the smells, yes. Hmm. Um Wonderful. And, then, and oh sorry, Marjorie, just one more thing. Uh if you see a snake. Yes. Well, I was just going to tell you to kill it, but I don't want you to do that. But if you could collect it for me, uh, they've been they've been chasing me a bit. Um, and she just looks at you with like wonder in her eyes, assuming this is a kindred thing. <laughs> um, and um she uh she just kind of like pulls out her phone. Um, and, uh, as she like goes towards the door, you can see she's looking up like one day Amazon delivery for, uh, like cages, um, and just being like, oh, too small, too, too, ah, too much space between bars. Ah. Um, and, uh, you hear her kind of muttering, like never enough snake catching things when you need them. Um, and, uh, she, she closes the door behind her. Um, so, uh, yes, Doris, you, you finally find yourself, uh, safe for the time being, um, in a dark room, um, all by yourself. Is there anything you do before you you go down for the day? Um, I think she would just like do a little ritual of making sure that the space around her was as clean and, and nice as possible. Um, checking to make sure that her arm is still attached. Um, fixing her hair as much as she can. Uh, and then yeah, I think. No, no, she doesn't have any of her supplies on her, so there's no rituals to do. Great. Um, so, um, you know, with your arm mostly intact um, and, uh, and you know, Marjorie on the case of the mysterious smells, um, tours somewhere nearby, presumably, um, you, uh, you're able to drift off into an uneasy, uneasy sleep, uh, which leaves, of course, Everett. Um a smoldering broken pile um, in uh, deep in the woods. Um, you're 
uh, drifting in and out of consciousness as as your your skin burns away. Um, your eyes literally feel dry, which is not a great feeling. Oh. Um, when uh, uh, you, you you smell something, just kind of a um, uh, a, a strong, a very sort of strong uh, odor um, of uh, of wet fur. Um, and uh, you hear kind of a, a snort um, above you as a massive lupine face looms over you, um, bears its teeth, and says, Child of Lilith, we have questions for you. Uh, and then the wolf bites down onto your face. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lori Elizabeth at El Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.